what, what's your background? I mean, my background? yeah. I mean, is it design? Is it? Yep. It's art. It's yeah. So I went to um, IU Bloomington for graphic design. Okay. Studio art, which my focus was graphic design. So I took all the drawing classes and painting and, okay. and stuff like that. And then um, I moved here, and I kind of found a need for small businesses especially with websites they don't want to go through the corporate Mm -hmm. structure of a website they just need a landing page and they need someone to maintain it they don't they don't want to do it themselves a lot of the the website companies around here don't want to maintain it they just want to design it for you and have you take care of it well if you do that they're gonna have to find another designer take care of it and then they're back in the same boat so i started to just maintain any design-wise small business be, until I can get a large enough portfolio to then to branch out to other small business. Are you originally towns. from Rochester? Yep. Born and raised. Wow. I, you know, I, it seems like everybody's just so much the same here. It's, it's, there's no. There's more people here that are hidden and feel the same way and they're all doing their things alone. And then once we started finding, finding those people that were being creative and brand like, they're some of them are comfortable to come out and talk about things so we kind of just forced them and then we made these connections with them they like started feeling good about themselves and they we started showing off their work because like sometimes it's hard to brag I mean you don't want to brag about yourself you want to be proud of yourself but we kind of found like this avenue of showing other people off and giving them more confidence and in turn we just found we just started growing this network of like-minded people so there's with this, especially with this magazine, this podcast, we have just this one person will say, "Hey, like, look at this person. Go check this person out." So we'll we'll reach out to them and say, "Hey, we really like your work. Can we put you in our magazine? Can we write a story about you? Can we take photos of you?" And people are like, "I don't have anything important to say or important to do." But like, there's other people that think they're creative, and we're like, "Wow, you know, like, let's show them off." So I think just I don't know. I try, I try to have a positive mindset about most things because I mean, I don't I don't like feeling negative. I've definitely yeah. been in that mindset as well yeah so even sometimes it might seem a little cheesy even to myself to like be overly positive but in the long run it's been beneficial but in a I, I didn't like to live here I didn't want to live here either I I moved I went to Bloomington I lived there for five or six years and I was not very happy when I came back I didn't want to I didn't want to be involved in the retirement town I air quotes <laughs> but yeah. um once I got involved with people who were trying to change the community as well, I started finding more of those people and putting myself out there, getting out of my comfort zone. Again, it's something I don't like to do. I get nervous and sweaty. and I, no. do. <laughs> like, I still do the same thing on the air because if, if I play one of those out of the left field songs or if I'm telling a story about myself that, uh, yeah, I mean, you, I, I'll start getting anxious about it on the air, and all these years of doing it, you know, oh, they're gonna think this is stupid if I play this song, or, or I, and I've had, uh, we've got, uh, you know, some things came back to me. It's like, well, I don't understand the music he plays. I don't understand this. I don't. They think I think it's stupid. It screwed with me for like two, three days. I did because for me, I'm trying to think outside of the box, and I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying mm-hmm. to and. And this person that said this is about as creative as you know a, the color white and black in a square box, That's and it's and it's <laughs> just and and it's it again it was like and I it, it disheartened me on the air for like two three days. Fine, I'll just because it's just so easy for me to get into it. Mm-hmm. I have a pirate radio station at home in Akron. 
Okay. I've never told a damn soul about it because I don't want to be attacked for it because it's pure insanity. It'll be a Vince Gill to Pantera to Indian or Anoka Flow, but I don't want to explain it to anybody because in other words, they listen to it or they know about it. It's for me. I put all that time and effort into it for me, my creative outlet, whether it's a completely mainstream song or what in the hell is this? If somebody listens to it, that gives them opportunity to go, well, this is stupid. You should play more of this. Or you should play this. No, 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 no. So I've never told anybody about mm-hmm. it. And a handful of people that do know, like literally a handful, they all, they, most of them ask me, why the hell did you do this? Or in this day and age, why would you spend the time on a radio station? Because who? Because it's such an old platform for a lot of younger folks. It's just about being on the air and getting that out. The sound, the way it's put together, whatever. You're creating. I mean, that's your that's your creative and outlet. It's, and it's, it's your just, medium. And there is times that. that I'll sit in there at 1 o'clock on a Sunday morning with a cold cocktail and go on the air and be a complete jackass. And it's just having fun and you're just bouncing around. And whether I'm playing, you know, Concrete Blonde and then following up with Patty Loveless, who cares? Right. It's just doing my thing, but I don't want to explain it. But it's even there because, you, I mean, could somebody technically come across it? Sure. But it's it's hard to to put your. I'm constantly in that frame of mind. Oh, somebody's gonna think this is stupid. You somebody's gonna think care. this is stupid. You can't, you can't care. You just have to keep. And for doing the most it, part, you know? I don't. I've got no problem telling people to go fuck themselves. Right. Uh, he can attest to that. I've got zero issue doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm, but being open and vulnerable is super, 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 super hard to do. I can mm-hmm. tell a stranger all day long to eat shit and die. But to be. <laughs> But to be open and vulnerable, let somebody in and see what drives you, a song that's close to you, a song that speaks to you for me, because that's for me, it's 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 an audio, it's an audio platform where you're doing a, a visual. That's that's tricky. And I, I can see that too because I'm getting ready to start a podcast called Subtle Offense. And it started out as a like a clothing line of subtly offensive designs that people in Rochester probably wouldn't like. And I didn't want that to tie in with Digital Wolf or Mixed Medium because I wanted to be more professional in those areas. But I also have a side to me that's not very professional. <laughs> I want to be able to cuss. I want to be able to talk. Like, I want to listen to music. Like, I took s- these ridiculous photos of myself like that I would never take. I put on all this crazy makeup and just started, like, get, like doing that. And it made me feel better yeah. about being ridiculous yeah. because not very many people like the pictures. And I'm like... I don't. I don't care. I did it for me, and it was like a weird form of therapy, is what I've been yeah. calling it. And that's my creative outlet. It might not turn into anything, but for now, it's for like you said, it's for you. And you have to do that part. And for that's you. the and, and that's like and that's what the pirate radio for me sometimes. Right. And I'll kick it on on a Sunday afternoon from five to nine, and I'll load up a handful of songs. And it could be it may maybe a system of a down, but then it is. Uh, whatever there's so much yeah. weird ass music in that computer but i don't care i know the songs i love them yeah but for me they make sense and then in my mind these songs i'm putting the way these songs flow so believe it or not how i'm lining these songs up there's a way that they flow and come together in my mind so yes to me when i'm listening to it and yes i will drive around and listen to it because i'm a nerd and have no friends and no life but what i'll do hey now <laughs> Like you're gonna come Again, over and hang out. I have with, no friends. You're gonna you're gonna come over and like, hey Paul, let's drive around, and listen to my pirate radio station together. I tried to one time. Yeah, and look how well that went. 
Yeah. Now so, we're going to do this. You know that, right? So my, my, my thing was, <laughs> it, to me, it all flows and comes together. And I used to do this, I used to do this here, uh, what you refer to as massaging the playlist, okay? So you'll put songs together that may be of complete, two completely different genres, but they work together well mm-hmm. as far as their flow, maybe their message. It's something that I'm always doing, and it's the same thing there. So, yeah, I've got all this music that's all over the place, but I build it to have a flow and it makes sense in my mind. And a lot of the songs are passionate to something that I've gone through or whatever. And some are completely mainstream. Some are completely off the wall. Some are a mainstream country song from the nineties, whatever the case may be. But it's to me it all. And I don't want to explain it. Yeah. Not that I'm like, not that I'm, I'm Salvador Dali of radio, but, but you get the point. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, in my mind it's you're just creating you don't have to explain it it's what other people are going to interpret it you know what they're going to see out of it it's you know and i i don't i found i don't know and some of these guys i think that they're they're incredibly poetic in their writing and i wish it's like those 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 words are there but i never can find a way to get it down writers to me are 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 just unbelievable especially singer songwriters because they can materialize that stuff to words from What's going on? And I hear it. I'm like, yes, but I could never sit down and make that connection from from head to pen. Yeah, okay, I'm going to make this. And there's and you have some quote unquote rock guys that have written some just unreal music that just if you look at it from just look at the lyrics. I mean, the poetic aspect of it. I mean, a lot of these guys are a modern day, you know, Sylvia Plath or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what they're doing. I could talk about this. For no, days. yeah, it's, it's but this it's but it's I don't know. But I, but again, I just think most people are dismissive of it. They're like, I feel that way because I have absolutely no self esteem. So it's it's one of those I'm thinking, oh, they think it's stupid. But I have been. I've I've argued a lot for how I put music together on radio stations. I've argued with general managers, music consultants. I am kind of a, a management pain in the ass <laughs> to some aspect. Scott's chill with me. Tom and Sue were very very cool about that. Um, but I've argued with more than one guy before over silly songs. Over just silly stuff, and that's why I know I don't have a place. I questioned when Scott offered me full-time here if I had a place because there's stuff I want to do, but how much can I do it? Mm-hmm. But you guys, it's a business. You've got to make money, so we can't let John go completely off the rails because it would this this town would not embrace it. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, you still have to do the work. but And it's a business, you know. Yeah. You know, you know I, if, if somebody did a weird-ass pizza shop here in town that would work in downtown Chicago is not going to work in Rochester, you know? We're doing gourmet pizzas with cilantro and shrimp. Rochester's going, what? Honey, yeah. pepperoni, mushrooms. But you get the point. Mm-hmm. So it's it's <laughs> the same thing, you know? Yeah. It's like you do want to read the room, you know, mm-hmm. of the town, but you times are changing a little bit. And I think I've been slowly seeing more people come around to newer ideas, especially like... The Round yeah. Barn Festival, you know, that's not around anymore, but they're still trying to make a way to bring music and arts back and pleasing the town. You know, like, they're just, I don't know, there's still people out there just still trying. They're mm-hmm. changing it, and there's going to be people that are dead set in their ways, but the more that we have, like, that come together, like, try to be more creative and more out there, they're going to be more accepting of it. Like, people hate my hair. Like, in this time, I'm like, a lot of people are like, what did you do to your hair? I'm like, oh, that's blue. And it, but I know, I already knew that. I already knew I was going to get comments on that. I get comments it's on blue? tattoos. Blue? I thought it was green. There's, it was there's like the last gal, <laughs> the last gal right that I was, I was seeing that I was with for eight years. And I'm not trying to have a long conversation. This is not anything bad. She was very, very creative. She had the colored hair. You, I don't mean this in a creepy way. 
but how you carry yourself and your dress design, your hair, it reminds me of her. She's a, she's a seamstress, so she was doing dress design. She's still doing oh, her nice. thing in Warsaw. And she got questioned all the time, too, about hair, her style. And I thought she was the most beautiful thing ever. And what attracted me to her was, at first, she scared me. I mean, she made me nervous because her outfits were... But then as I began to understand her and realize, I knew I was drawn to her for a reason, but as I got to understand her, what she was doing, it was incredibly, it was incredibly attractive. And it was because she didn't give a damn. I don't care. This is what I'm doing. And just like you, she goes, I would do photo shoots and they're, they're for therapy. They're for this. They're for that. It's my creative outlet. Mm-hmm. But she's got, you know, so she got that same thing. What do you, what do you, what's this? Why are you being so different? I, I just don't understand. I don't know. I I don't know. It's a lot how, you know, generations were raised. And, I mean, it wasn't that long ago when people, you know, women were just wearing long dresses. And, were and there's a, a way, and but like, there's a way to do, like, the hair color and the dress in a classy way. Right, I don't want to, I'm not trying to make people feel uncomfortable or anything like yeah, that. But, you, but, but I also want to create a outlet for sure. And you're holding yourself in a very classy way. Thank you. Well, I, what I, my point is, is. Some, yes, I'm stereotyping. You'll see somebody with really <laughs> bad red hair dye and PJs at the gas station. Oh, PJs are my pet peeve. <laughs> you know, but, but, but... Just throw that out there. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think there's there's a way to to carry yourself in, in a way mm-hmm. that, that is of a creative, classy way versus you do it in a... Shut up now. I'm not trying you. to work any ways or any it's line. No, but, but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that it's, you know, I don't know. You gotta put yourself out there. Well, gotta, it's I, hard not to. I have anxiety really bad, and I didn't want to put. I hid behind the computer for years. I didn't want to be around anybody. I do this in here. I, I like being the background person. I don't yeah. want to be front lines. I like getting people ready for the front lines. I want them. I like doing the computer work and you know, all that stuff, preparing. I the organization of it. Like yep. I love all that part. Yep. Of it. I like don't care doing about, all this, the same aspect. Doing all this, I'm great. You want me to go do a remote or go MC something? Like this is still this is still very new for me, like the recording and stuff. Like I'm trying to get used to it. I'm trying to feel more more comfortable because I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I'm trying to like find the people that I really like and how their yeah. style is. Like obviously Joe Rogan's a very popular yeah. one, but yeah. he's very comfortable. He's just he's having conversations. He's really in tune to his um, interviewees or guests. Mm-hmm. A good interviewer is is that takes talent. Um, I, I don't know if you're much into Howard Stern or not, but take away all the pervo crap that he does. If you listen to him and how he actually interviews somebody, he's a hell of an interviewer. Okay. John Stewart was one when he was still doing the Daily John Show. Stewart. He. I have a good John Stewart quote. Yeah, I love John Stewart. I'm still pissed. I I I had the biggest man crush, and I think I cried for a week when Trevor Noah took it over because Trevor ain't no John Stewart. But he was a fantastic interviewer, and you would come across, once you get really, you start learning this more and more and more, You especially all the years of radio, you start listening and watching things in a completely different fashion, mm-hmm. and you would come across some of those interviews that, especially Stuart, I remembered, uh, that would come across something that was really, really awkward because the other person was just dry, but he would carry it and would walk away from it. That was a good interview, but it was how he carried it. It's hard to do that stuff again that's why stern outside of the lesbians and dildos that come in there all the time he does really good interviews so sometimes he'll get somebody in and they're not they're talking about something of of substance they're not talking lesbian stuff he's a hell of an interviewer there are those guys out there and Mm -hmm. once you really you know stephen colbert 
was I I I I've, I've had a hard time connecting with him since he took over for Letterman. But when he was doing his alternate ego, his Bill Riley spiff, but not only did he nail that character, but how he he interviewed in character and it was awesome. But that takes mm-hmm. talent, right? Yeah, I, that's why I'm just so impressed with a lot of these people I listen to because I was like, I don't have those skills and I want to acquire those skills. So really listening to what people are saying and learn how to elaborate on those questions is something that I've just I've just never knew how to do. I've never been taught that. I just kind of now I'm learning on my own and from other people and doing, you know, I'm listening to, you know, you're on the radio more and I, you know, I'm getting to talk to you. So I'm learning from you. Yeah. I learned from Shelby and like, the you know, the people that I'm surrounded, the people that I'm surrounding myself yeah. with, even though they're like still sometimes are mostly business partners or collaborators. I'm really learning from these people. Like I'm learning how to be a better writer and you know, all this stuff. So it's just really awesome to be able to surround yourself with those, that creative talent. Do you know the difference between there, there and there? Yes. Oh, that's wow. <laughs> you're and, and they are. <laughs> you're yeah. are yeah. and our. Yes. You know the difference between those? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that right there. That makes you marriage material right there. <laughs> Just because that. Good thing Nobody, I don't want to get married. Yeah, well, that makes you, that makes you marriage material. Uh, because, I mean, yeah, because you see so much of that, too, when it comes to writing. I, I, I don't know. It's, I, yeah. And it's easy to get sucked into the point. All that is is it's easy to get sucked into the, to the negative because it's mm-hmm. like, and I get so wound up because I feel there's just so much stupid everywhere. I see it in the Facebook post all the time. And, and now we have all these government conspiracy guys with COVID-19. And right. Watch this before it gets deleted. It gets frustrating. And then all it does for me is it just it cuts any sort of creative ideas or thinking I have because I'm getting focused on that. Nobody will appreciate it because nobody will understand it mm-hmm. instead of going, okay, these guys, 5G is not going to melt my brain. COVID-19 was not patented by Bill Gates for us to get microchip now or whatever the hell they're all going on about. But right. I, I, She it, doesn't but I, know all that because she took the month I, of May I, off. I've been listening. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, just, I still listen, though. I get my news. Oh, okay. I'm not on Facebook for all of May. Okay. I was off for like two years, and then I got back on for business. So I was on for a year, and I'm just like, man, I need a break. I, I like it to keep in contact with people, and I kept my business pages up. So I still have posts going through. I just scheduled them all out. And then, yeah. then I don't have to go on and respond because I'm mostly just sharing art that I've already done. Yeah. Be like, hey, it's kind of portfolio time or whatever. And then yeah. just take a break from people's shit, really. Well, it's, yeah. It's good and bad. I mean, most people put their best on social media, but people like to complain a lot on Facebook. So I like Instagram. It's photos. You get to look at people's photos and funny stuff. But that's the best. Like, I don't do anything else. And... I don't know. Facebook can be a little intense, and yeah. it's nice to just take a break, even if it's only for a month. I might do it for longer, kind of see where it goes. But I like. I mean, it's. I it it can affect your mental health. It does. Mental health awareness month is May, so that's another reason why I'm doing it. Mental it's probably not advocate. a bad bad idea. Uh, yeah, because it definitely. And I know where it's coming from. And a lot of it is. Is I unfollow people. Yeah, I got a lot of people. Because I, I, I was like, I don't want to unfriend him. It's not that I don't like you, yeah. but like your posts are a lot different than how you talk in person yes. yep. a lot of the time. So yep. if you have a business on there and I'm following your business, I'll just follow your business and not you. Especially if we're not that close of friends. Like, I don't like what you post sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't care if people do that for me. Like, I post yeah. stuff, you know. I just share That's why I started videos. doing the, the subtly offensive thing. Like, I started 
I I want to talk about not wanting to be married and not wanting kids, but like that's offensive to some people. It's a lot because I don't have kids and I'm not married, never have been. Yeah. And yet there's another thing that I don't know. I struggle trying to connect on because that's what we're supposed. That's I, what, it, what we're supposed and, to do. And at my age, you know, I've never lived with anybody or done any of that. So even if I want to, I'm. <laughs> I don't even know how to do it. Want to hang out a couple times a week? Sure, anything. But nobody wants to do that. And everybody, I think you're probably younger than me, but everybody my age is super pissed off divorcee. Um, I've never had any desire to have children. Right. And the problem, that's another thing in trying to connect with people. I'm always the 18th wheel because they're talking about the kids and I'm like, Right. It's like you can still talk about like I have friends that have kids. Paul has kids, married. Like my best friend's been married for like seven or eight years now or a while now and we're we're in our thirties, and that just you realize that makes you a rarity in itself, not wanting to be married or kids. I made the life decision, to, yeah, and not just because like I'm sure like my body's gonna tell me that I want kids, like I think that's just natural, but I just don't. I I like doing this stuff. Yeah, I want to be able to do whatever I want. Yep. Like I want to be Aunt Jess. I want to go. <laughs> like, yep. That's I love kids. But, I'm great with kids. I just don't. But I don't for want lack of better wording, you want to do what the hell you want, I've however the hell you want. A lot of my friends tell me not to have kids. I started listening. That's a thing that I. Always, <laughs> but that's a thing. No, that, I don't do it. I'm like, all but right. That's the thing of I, I've referred to all of these years because again, growing up in Nebraska, growing up in Nebraska, and then coming out here, everybody since I've left has has all had kids, and. Six, eight, ten bush lights into the conversation. We go back there and we're leaning against the car at 11 o'clock at night. And they're all like, dude, B, you're so lucky because I can do whatever the hell I want, whenever the hell I want, however the hell I want, whenever the hell I want to do it. And I'm so used to doing that that if I ever were into that situation where I don't know how they do it. And they all have told me. I'm not talking like one or two. They've all have secretly went. I love my kids. I wouldn't trade anything. But. But, man. Every uh, time. But. Every. But there's that but. Every single time. If I Anything were you. Anything but doesn't matter. If, exactly. I, if, if, if I were you, I, I would be doing this. I would be doing that. I'd throw all your crap in your car. I'd go travel. I'd go do this. I'd go sell ice cream cones one afternoon so you got enough money to get a hotel room that night. Enough gas money to get the next yeah. extra 200 miles. I hear that stuff. You know, and I, <laughs> my friend would like during this quarantine, she's like, Jessica gets to do whatever she wants. She just gets to go home and sleep. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I slept for like six hours. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go home and it's quiet. Everything's where oh. I left it. Yep. <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> I'm very particular about my car. So there's not baby barf in it and it's not scratched up. And right, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> and then, but it's hard to talk about that in front of people because who do have kids because you feel like you're offending them yes and 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 the other thing that i don't know about you but i know i'm getting really really tired of being told oh you'll want kids someday oh i'm gonna talk about this in my first episode of subtle offense it's called black wedding and i'm gonna play black wedding in the moment and i'm gonna talk about why I, like all this all of this is like this is basically gonna be the first episode <laughs> You'll have one listener, and I'm going to be like, yeah, because everybody else is going to be like. It's just I get to talk about things that I want to talk about, like that I don't want to be like, I don't want to blast over Facebook. Like, yeah, I'm thinking I don't have kids today. Like, I'm not going to. I don't want to be a dick, you know, like <laughs> do it. But do I, it. On the, the, my other one, I will be this. This podcast, I'm a little nicer. <laughs> yeah, I, But yeah, no, I and the other thing is they keep telling me, oh, you're going to want him someday. No, I'm going to be 41 in August. No. I, I no. All right. I still can't believe you're only eight years older than me. I feel a hundred years older. Actually, no, I don't. 
I forget that I'm I, I'm <laughs> I, I, so I forget I'm the age I am and I think a lot of it's because there's some aspects I've never grown up because I did but you I, didn't have kids yeah they age you yeah Paul hey you have three children I, yes. how do you do it <laughs> here's what I will Patience. say here's what right. I will say <laughs> I have the Patience, I have the sense. utmost respect for the people that do it and make it look easy right or that they like, love it. They're like, good they're, at it. Right. They're super good yeah, at it. For it sure. You know, Muss. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I brought up Muss several times, but he is, I don't know if I know a, a better father. Uh, he's fantastic at it. Brian Walsh, uh, my Brian Walsh for the radio stations, he's got five girls. Oh, wow. Well, the last, the last set was triplets. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now they're six. That's my nightmare. Like, yeah. Well, and they say the older you get, the harder it is to get pregnant. But if you do, guess what? So, yeah, that would be what would happen to me. But he had, you know, the the, the, the triplets are 16 now, but he's fantastic with them. And he's just made it look like, eh, this is cool. I got this. Easy peasy. I mean, if I found out somebody was pregnant, I'd probably go catatonic for six, eight months and be like. <laughs> Until it's time to be born. <laughs> you know, I, I get that phone call. I think I'm pregnant. Uh, I'll talk to you in December. You know, this is not John. <laughs> New phone. Who this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my Who's this? Yeah. My name's Paul Zartman. Who is this? <laughs> oh, uh, thanks for throwing uh, me under the bus. <laughs> no. So I always said his last name. Yeah. So I. I yeah. So I, I. But again, it, so you you take that and combo it up with. You know, I don't want to go march on the governor's mansion because they're taking away my liberties i don't know right. where the hell i fit with anybody but it's the john a hell Stewart quote he said stop completing things and start living them didn't you share that on facebook i did because i was watching a youtube that was right before i got off i got off facebook but um i was watching john um krasinski the dude from the office jim mm-hmm. from the office okay he has his own podcast called um all good news or some good news and he starts sharing all these stories of most, it was mostly teenagers. Like the one that I watched was like um, graduation. So he brought John Stewart on to talk to somebody and then he brought someone else or Oprah on. And that's what John Stewart said. And it stuck with me. I was like, but like, I want to start living the things that I'm doing. So like, if I'm going to start being a little bit out there, I got to like, I just got to do it. And yeah. Really go for it. Yeah. Cause like the picture, <laughs> the picture that I took, I had like these like boot high heels on that I do not even wear. Like they are costume. Like and I had this like giant knife because I like knives and stuff. And like it was just it was insane. But I've seen your rad entertainment pictures. So you do like dark goth makeup or kind, like well, Victorian kind of, style makeup? I don't even do my makeup, so I just started putting on black on my eyes and then I had <laughs> black lipstick. And I just had I had black clothes, so that worked out. And then yeah. I had like this leather jacket on and I had record or the Lucky Stiffs. I don't know if you're Lucky Stiffs, but I have a cool. Um, you know what you got to do sometime now that that Matt has come in. Yeah, just come in and do Friday Night Rocks with me sometime. Seriously, so there'd be a little more outside of your box. Okay, but you'd be live on the radio. Okay, but let you pick some songs I because know. Matt gave me access to his Spotify account. So now pretty much anything because like the playlist that we had Friday night was all over the place. Okay, so sweet. Because they were, I, I mean, it was, I didn't know what half of what we were playing. <laughs> right. yeah. I think, I Their think music I, genre is awesome. It's all over. <laughs> yeah. So it was, 
you know. Well, when I started working there, some of my friends were like, man, you got to start learning some more heavy metal. I'm like, they don't listen to all heavy metal. Like, they listen to everything. <laughs> it's great. And Especially Adam. I thought Adam was really heavy metal. He is more like Devil Makes Three and yeah. um, Trampled by Turtles and the Sarah, Sarah, I can't remember the name. But that's but that'd be the maybe that'd be a little way for you to, and because you're part of the record farm, so it would right. tie in, uh, yeah. or would we get mad up here again and all three of us or something go on? Fun. If you're up, you can go do that. You can hang out on a Friday night because you know you don't have kids to get into. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're more than welcome to sometime Sweet. because it's it's because I mean I have my music and there is some aspect of I think for those guys I'm probably pretty mainstream. Um. But, you know, I'm thinking, hey, this is a weird cut I'm playing, you know, the Flaming Lips or something like that. I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm out there for these guys. It's probably not so much. But right. <laughs> but for terrestrial radio, it is. But you mm-hmm. get the point, you know, mix it up a little yeah. bit. Because the whole thing that they like and we get messages on Facebook and he was getting messaged uh, was like, hey, man, keep it weird. Keep it odd. Keep it variety driven. But again, that's that's that two hours. Whatever and however. I mean, don't get on there and cuss, obviously. Right. But musically. Not that, not that the f bomb hasn't accidentally slipped through the console a couple times on this radio yeah. station. You ever get a job in radio? This is my golden rule: if you get a request for something and you check the lyrics and it's okay, and you start to play it and it's a live cut, chances are you're in trouble. Because what will happen is, is after the guitar solo or the drum solo, the lead singer will go, "I can't hear you, mother." Because <laughs> it happened like three weeks ago, and I was about eleven thirty, and somebody asked for some. I don't even know what the hell it was, '80s tune, and I looked at it and I bought it on iTunes. It was the most popular one. I didn't listen to it. I just thought, okay, that's the match, right? Bought it, played it. As soon as I hit play, I heard a crowd. I went, so I'm sitting here spazzing out, freaking out, going. And then the guitar solo started. Then the drum solo started. And then we got to about 30 seconds left in the song, and I went back to everybody playing together. I went, all right, we're good. We're going to get through this. No. Nope. <laughs> all right, mother <laughs> Shit. And I'm just sitting here going, oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody calls. Scott, don't say nothing. I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah. It was an honest accident. But all these years in radio, when that stuff happens, you just. You, you know it, someone listened to long, it and loved it, though. Yeah. Someone, <clears throat> well, someone it happened had to, to have loved it. <laughs> or they're laughing. Right. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's nice to hear something different. Uh, like you said, it's, it's nice to hear the, what did you call it, the non- not not just being a jock, yeah. radio jock. You get to be your own creative. And that's self. just and, 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 and essentially how we're sitting here talking is how I am on the air. I mean, right, yeah. I, this is what I like for a podcast. You're you're. I mean, you're projecting. You're on the air. You are talking about stuff. You're doing weather. There's stuff that you have to do. But for the most part, I'm mean, given the weathers. I mean, there's stuff you're doing. You're hitting post. You're flowing. You're you are jockeying. But if I'm on the air or on the trading post or doing whatever, my my whole stick. Because the first thing I was taught in radio was talk to. Whether you have a cum audience of a thousand people or fifty thousand people, they're the only one listening. So sit there and talk on the radio like you would have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. These guys that get on there and go, "Hi, you're on the radio," right. you know. But I walk up to you in the record farm and go, "Hi, Jessica. Do you have the primitive radio got CD?" Uh, you have to exactly. next time you come in, but <laughs> but you get the but. Right. So that was and I and that was when I worked at that first radio station. Mm-hmm. That's what he taught me. Okay. So then all the years of doing pirate radio and we were just dumb fucks there and the more we drank the dumber we got the stuff i i can't even go back and list so oh, okay. i still have Can tapes and tapes and pirate ta- radio especially for like unlicensed radio okay, that's illegal I, radio stations sure, okay, that's what i figured not that i would ever, i have seen pirate radio but <laughs> uh, that was, uh, what terrible movie 
Here's um, but here's the there, funny, the but here's music. Like, well, okay, the music, the music carries the movie. I know, but but, see, but the detail aspect of it, now. the detail aspect of it, was what threw me. Well, when you work in radio, you look at certain I look things. at the actors, and I was listening to music. Wow. I didn't care about the storyline necessarily. I mean, I get it was a weird storyline, but so I've never seen it. Have you ever? Seen, I know, but I couldn't. Well, because I have watched, you ever watched? Yeah, well, WKRP I can't say anything. But you haven't seen it. You have a task. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no let me rephrase. The reason I haven't watched it was it's because the, the part where great. the boat's filling up with water and it's doing all this and the record doesn't skip. I'm like, this fucks it up. You don't stay on the air when you got water in the boat. <laughs> they had a live band. Yeah. Threw me off. You ever seen Pump Up the Volume? Uh, what's it about? Okay, what's that's about a pirate radio station, early 90s, got Christian Slater in it. Maybe. He plays this character on the radio called, I think, Jack Off Harry or something like okay. that, or Hard On Harry or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's got a pretty good soundtrack to it, too. Okay. You know? Well, pirate but, but radio's but, all the classics. And but it's oh, like, but it's like, on that soundtrack's like Concrete Blonde and Leonard Cohen and the Pixies and stuff like okay. that. But it was early 90s, and seeing part of my sign-on and some of the pirate stuff I've done, I took a cue from that movie because that was like the first pirate radio movie mm-hmm. that I saw. It's gotcha. called Pump Up the Volume. Okay. So you got to go watch Rex. Only Manning. if you freaking watch pirate radio because that's uh, a great one. <laughs> I don't know, it's, man. No, it's good. There, it's 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 amazing. I can't. You were downing it like you'd seen it. I had. No. I saw one part. <laughs> and it wasn't even correct. I know. You're right. It wasn't correct. The whole movie wasn't correct. Well. <laughs> Paul's over here Listen like Paul's over here like yep this is John <laughs> same reason he won't watch WKRP in Cincinnati that? it's not that I won't watch it I've just never seen it and that one's actually actually that's accurate that is uh, that is against like radio rule if you work in radio you are supposed to watch WKRP and, and watch every episode and I have never seen any of it I don't know even know, I don't even know what the hell the turkey drop is I think something just dropped back there. 20, how many years have I been doing this? 26. Yeah. This summer. And I've never seen WKRP. Can't say I have either. I've seen a lot of movies. So I got to watch Pirate Radio. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch it because it's so good. <laughs> I've rewatched that one multiple times because I think the music's fantastic. So it's the soundtrack that got you, not the movie itself. Yeah. And I like it has like Phyllis Seymour uh, Hoffman yeah. on it. Like, and he was awesome. I know. Man, but yeah, it was... And the dude that's the Irish dude that's always... Um, he's in a lot of comedies and stuff, but I can't think of his name right now. He's he's I a best get it. Yeah. Um, hey. No, Joe Rogan goes three hours every day. That's insane. But he's really, like, repetitive. I just, like, listen to his guests. Like, Elon Musk was on the other day. Oh, man, he, what do Elon have to say? Not as much as like Nick Frost. Oh, God. Bill Nye? Nye? I don't know how to say his name. Right, Nye. It's NYE. Chris O'Dowd. That's who it is. This dude, the Irish dude. Oh, Bill Nye. And then uh, Nick Frost. And then that, that right, right, Rice Darby. The only one I'm familiar with he's is Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's yeah. the only one I'm. Chris O'Dowd. He's, he's on a lot of stuff now, but that, this is an earlier movie. But yeah. Does anybody have it on any platforms right now? Uh, I know I've seen it pop up on Netflix in the past or I Amazon. I don't think so. Anybody's got it right now? I don't think it's been on Netflix. I thought. Where did I? I probably rented it from the library. I use our local library and rent movies. <laughs> wow. They have updated movies. It's they on have Amazon all kinds Prime of if you want to pay for it. YouTube's got it for three ninety nine. Google Play three ninety nine. Voodoo three ninety nine. It. And it's on iTunes, but it doesn't list the price because I'm a Google phone. 
Ha! Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah, all right, fine. Next time you come in, I'll be like... Three ninety nine on Tubi. It'll be your favorite that, movie. I watched, no, and I'll be like, I watched that movie and it sucked like I said. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's all right. It's your opinion. But you'll God. like the music. Well, I mean, I mean, and it's based on a true story. So, I mean, I know the premise of it because that was a that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, it was, there was one guy that just started like almost drowning because he was trying to save his records and stuff. He didn't want him to like, because there was some all classics. You just yeah. see him like floating up. You're like, no. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> There's a version of that uh, Radio Caroline that's still on the air. I really? still do that, yeah. Guy that runs it's in a, some of the Facebook radio groups I'm in. Still doing his thing because he's always posting pictures on there of the studios and the music and stuff that they're doing. Nice. Still out there. What's your radio station called? I sure. call it... What the hell have I been calling it? And how do you listen to it? It's on 89.5 when it is on, which isn't often. Okay. Uh, I think I call it... What do I call it? Channel X, I think. And I've got all this weird imaging and this weird computerized voice that I did... Don't mind me. Yeah, but I because I, I want it to be like this weird, creepy, what the hell is this? So okay. what little bit of stuff I do have running on there is like from our secret transmitter location. This <laughs> is and it's all this cryptic messages and stuff that mm-hmm. I've put together. Do you record it, record it or do you do it all live? Uh, if I'm playing music, I'm just it's a lot of the times I just cheat. I have I have a version of software, automation software that I can load stuff into. Then sometimes I will just put Windows Media Player on shuffle. Okay. I mean, so. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, we can upload a lot of stuff to our website, too, because we want to start. Um, I'm not doing much work. of a show, per se, on okay, there. Okay, that's or what I was asking like if, that. You, no. if, you could, if we could add anything, but. No, I'm just, okay. just playing music. Her. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's about the music yeah. and how it's, and the sound of it and, and the whole nine yards. It's just me goofing around. Nice. I don't do, and now that I'm back on the air full time here, I don't do it as much, obviously, before. Yeah. It was a way for me to. Look at the search bar in DJB production. Look yeah. at the, the, the search bar where you would search for your artist. Okay. Search on the left-hand side. What's it say? You can show you who's on there. <laughs> Adams? It was you. So it was you in there? <laughs> yeah. Still me. Keep howling at the moon, Wolf Pack. This has been the Digital Wolf Podcast. Stay tuned for another episode and be sure to pick up the latest edition of Digital Wolf Magazine online at digitalwolfnetwork.com.